Okay, Golf WRX, the newest episode of the Gear Dive brought to you by Titleist. I'm your host, as always, Johnny Wonder. Got an exciting show today. Uh, after I babble for a little bit, uh, we're going to talk to my good friend, one of my dear friends, uh, Marshall Thompson from Fujikura. We're going to talk about Ventus Hybrid. It just hit the the airwaves a couple weeks ago on tour. Trotty's done a little cool, like a cool little post on it, and we're going to do a deep dive. I actually hit it today. It's awesome. Um, as hybrid shafts go. So uh, we're going to get into the nitty gritty with Marshall. Um, but obviously lots of stuff going on. It's the playoffs. Phil Mickelson did something that surprised no one. Um, I'm actually surprised he didn't shoot lower, but uh, you know, to be honest, he still shot 22 under for three days uh, at the senior tour event. So we're going to talk a little about that. Talk a little bit about what to expect this week at the BMW over at the Olympia fields. I heard the golf course is looking pretty tough. Uh, and then, uh, you know, talk about Ventus Hybrid with Marshall. But uh, first and foremost, I do want to talk about your irons. What irons are you choosing? There's a lot of OEMs coming out with irons this this fall. Um, you know, we've seen them from Mizuno. We've seen them from TaylorMade. We've seen Srixon's got some new ones teased out. But have you guys gone back and looked at the Titleist T100s? I'm very vocal about how I my, my affections for that iron, um, you know, in my Friday Q and A's. So if you get a chance, go to Titleist.com, find an authorized Titleist fitter in your area and try the T100, T200. The whole T series is pretty awesome. But for the better players, this message is for you. The T100 is the best of both worlds. You get a blade look with a forgiveness of a, almost like a player's distance iron. It's really, really awesome on thin center hits. That's where I really, really like this iron gets to the turf. Well, obviously you got to get fitted, but, uh, it's a it's a it's a phenomenal iron in my opinion. It's the best iron that they've made in the, that AP line, and and I think it's an iron that a lot of the guys on tour will keep in the bag for you know two, three, four cycles. Um, sort of like the AP two ten that Ryan Palmer had in the bag for like fifty years. But uh, go to a Titleist.com, go to an authorized Titleist fitter in your area, and check out the T one hundred. It's definitely got my gold seal of approval. Um, it's one of the best irons that's come out in the last three four years. It's definitely the best iron that Titleist has created. In a while, they've made some good ones, but these ones are special. Uh, so once again, go to Titleist.com and check that out. But first and foremost, let's uh, – or like second and second most, we'll say. I think I already said first and foremost. Let's talk a little bit about Phil Mickelson's on the on the Champions Tour. Um, so anybody that watched it the first day, it was scary because he shot 61 and he actually left two or three out there. I think the guy bogeyed a par five. Um now, granted, it's a fast golf course. The fairways are 3,000 yards wide, big greens. He's going to rip that place apart. But what I liked about it, it was sort of like it sort of piqued his interest. And the, the, the assumption would be a guy like Phil gets out on the senior tour. And it's not like he's going to have a bad attitude, but it's like there's no Tiger. There's no Kepka, There's no like there's not that spark. But what I think really got his juices flowing is one is I think he wanted to go in there and just run away with it and prove to himself that he could go out and just dominate again. I think he liked to be in the young kid again. Um, you know, when he first came out on tour, he was the young gun coming out of ASU. He had already won on tour. He didn't need to prove anything to anybody. He was already a good player. And I think that Phil likes that feeling of being youthful. And you could see him chasing youth now in a great way with this wellness thing. He's lost some weight, you know, the way he dresses, his sunglasses. You know, he's a guy that's 50 years old that still feels like he's 30. And I think you put him in a scenario where – He's amongst the guys that he used to beat up on back in the day or compete with, not beat up on, but compete with. He looks good. He feels good. He's, he's, he's going to be the longest guy in the field by a long margin now. Um, the golf courses are tough enough. I wish, sort of wish now in hindsight that he would have went and played the 
the uh, had a chance to play in the, uh, the the tournament over at Firestone because they set that up the same way they set up the tour event. The same tees, same rough, same everything. Actually, not the same rough, but same tees. Um, he just looked like you know, 24-year-old Phil out there. He had that kind of pep in his step where he's sort of showing off. He knew that he was the the big ticket item at that tournament. You know, usually he's one of the big ticket items at that tournament, but the same thing that happened with Freddie. Like, you know, he got on the Champions Tour and he, all eyes were on him and he was going to carry the, the, carry the television cycle. He was going to carry all the news. He was going to be the center of attention. And I think that Phil Mickelson is where he shines. When the cameras are on him is exactly where he wants them. And... He's also a very smart guy. He understands when he's out on tour, if Tiger walks in the room, the cameras are going to pivot to Tiger. Um, now he doesn't have to share the spotlight with anybody. There's no question of it. There's no number one ranking. There's no number one uh, on the money list. Who's the best player? Phil steps on a Champions Tour event at 50 years old. And they're going to, he's hands down the best player by far. And Phil loves that. He loves it. And I think he shot 61, 64. I think he shot 66 today or something. I think he finished at 22 under made, you know, three bogeys for the whole tournament or something, like 25 birdies or 26 birdies, something stupid for three days. Um, but I, I hope he plays more. I hope he plays, you know, four or five times out there the first couple of years. And then as he gets bored and the main tour isn't doing what it needs to do for him, um, you know, I think he'll be a 10 and 10 guy. I think that'd be great. You know, he plays all the big events on tour and plays 10, all the big events in the senior tour. What a great life and what a great thing for the game to be able to, turn on your TV at any given week and you get to see Phil Mickelson on two different tours. Um, he was pretty adamant about focusing on one tour. I think having gone out there and smacked those guys around for three days and how easy it was, his brother gets to ride it around on a cart. Um, I think that that tournament count's going to go up. I think he'll probably be three or four this year. And I think next year he'll play four or five, but I think as he gets into his mid fifties, he'll be a, seven to eight guy on the big tour and you know 10 11 on the on the on the champions tour and that's that's a that's a great thing for the exposure of the champions tour it's a great thing for golf um i i do believe tiger woods will play out there and like the senior open and the senior players i think tiger will play that tournament uh that that tour in the majors um but it's great for golf man it's 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 great it, it added some awesomeness to a monday tuesday wednesday i love the monday tuesday wednesday tournaments i don't know why the champions tour just doesn't play those why can't that just be their days that the ratings were through the roof? Um, it was awesome. It was just really, really awesome to watch. And I, I'm a huge Phil Mickelson fan. I really want the guy to run for president and I'm not bullshitting. I think he should run for president. I think his head is sound and I think, uh, he would make a good president. Um, but anyway, huge fan of that whole scenario. The whole thing worked and my boy Rocco immediate showed up. I think he finished tight tied for third or tied for fourth. Um, I was kind of hoping he would have played better yesterday, even though he played well. I was kind of hoping he would have shot really low and gotten into the final group with Phil. Um, I think those two in the final group, I think they would have drafted off each other. I think that final round with Rocco and Phil could have been real interesting because that's Rocco's a scrapper. Um, and he's the kind of guy that it doesn't matter if you're hitting an 80 by him, he's still going to nip at your heels. That's just who Rocco is. And I, I think that would have been awesome. So I hope that situation presents itself because that's where my boy Rocco Mediate you put him like Phil on the cameras or on you and this time to perform, that's where he kills. He doesn't deal well with the mundane. Rocco's, Rocco's the guy that wants to be in the middle of the fire. So the more often he can stick himself in the middle of the fire is when his persona comes out, his swagger comes out, he starts to plan to play outside himself, and that's when Rocco does crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Um, like almost beat Tiger in the 2008 U.S. Open. 
Um, so that was cool. Second thing, Dustin Johnson rips uh, TPC Boston apart last week, shoots 30 under. What the hell happened the day he shot 60? I've never seen a guy shoot 60 and leave four or five shots out there. He left four or five shots out on the golf course when he shot 60. It's almost like he had a stroke in the last 10 holes. I don't know. The last eight holes. I don't know what happened. The putts just weren't falling. I don't know. I don't know. I do think, God bless his brother, but I think a more experienced caddy, if, if, if his brother gets him through the first 10 holes and then all of a sudden they slip in like Andy Martinez or something for those last eight holes, I think, I think you know, like like George Wolf, the Wolf and Seabiscuit, I, I think he slaps that pony and gets him home at 56. I do. I love his brother. God bless him. He's a great caddy. But I think I think a caddy would have taken over and going. We're not letting this slip away, kid. Like you're you're ten under after ten holes. We're shooting fifty five. We're not having a stroke. Bare bones minimum. We're shooting fifty eight. We're not going into the hotel with a sixty. It's not happening. I will quit the game. Um, and golf's hard. Like we're talking about a guy that shot thirty under for four days. So I I understand all that. I'm just talking about as a fan. That would have been awesome to see. Um, but, you know, big week this week uh, going into uh, at Olympia Fields in Chicago. Always a good city. Tiger, you know, has a lot of history in Chicago. Tiger looked good the last days. Golf swing looked better than I've seen it in a long time. Um, so interesting to see how he'll do it. So the golf course is going to play tough. It's not going to be a low-scoring affair, to my knowledge. It looks like the rough's up. The greens are fast. Um, Olympia Fields is a U.S. Open track, so... I hope it plays close to a U.S. Open. I hope 8 to 12 under wins. If that's the case, Tiger's got a shot if he can hit it in the fairway um, and putt a little bit. His putter was real shaky, uh, has been for the last month, month and a half. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think your guys, you have to look at Dustin again. He's always tough on U.S. Open-type golf courses. Fleetwood still needs to shine. He hasn't done it yet. He hasn't caught, quite caught his stride. Rory's, Rory looks bored. He even said he was, he's feeling bored. Uh, he, but God bless Rory. He could get bored all of a sudden, wake up on a Monday and have the right breakfast and go out and shoot 26 under and beat everybody by 20. That's the beauty of Rory McIlroy. It just depends on when it all comes together. Um, and I don't think there's any self-talk involved in firing himself up. I just think it's a, a life rhythm thing. Um, I think it, in some cases it just depends on how he rolls out of bed in the morning. Um, like what he eats for breakfast. I think he's all of a sudden it just kind of kicks in like, oh, I feel great. I'm going to go shoot. I'm going to go shoot 52. He's that kind of talent. Um, but a lot of guys, you know, Brooks Kepka's, um, you know, he's not playing, so he's a non-threat this week. Um, Charlie Howell looks good. Charlie Howell's been looking good the last few weeks. I think he made, did he make the cut last week? I don't know. He didn't, he, that, that golf course is not one that he, uh, has played well in the past. So, you know, I don't know what happened to Charlie last week, but you know, he could be tough. He's hitting the ball well. Um, there's a lot of guys to look out for, but you know, all eyes going to be on Tiger. All eyes going to be on Dustin. Um, obviously JT's tough, you know, going to be tough at Olympia field. So it's going to be interesting. I think whoever, if Dustin Johnson finishes in the top 10 this week, he's going to win the FedEx cup. Um, I just do, it's just what's going to happen. So I'm kind of hoping there's a little bit of drama going in the tour championship, but if Dustin has another good week, forget it. It's over. Um, cause he'll go out to, to, to East Lake and, and no way he doesn't finish the top 10 there. He always plays that golf course pretty well. Um, so that's what's happening in the game. We're going to talk really quickly about your golf grips and your affinity for sports teams. If you are a sports lover, go to golfpride.com. 
and check out the MCC teams. Uh, you can get University of Arizona, Syracuse, Orangeman, University of North Carolina, Duke Blue Devils. There's like 15 teams on there you can choose from. So since college football is canceled, and they say this every week, if you can't hold on to the to the passion of your team and watch them play on TV, hold on to the golf trip that, that shines the logo uh, and the team colors and show your fandom that way. So go to golfpride.com and check out the MCC teams. It's a great, great, great campaign that they're running on that one. It's really, really cool. They should have University of Washington. Though. I don't know what the hell happened there, but uh, you know, I don't make the I don't make the rules. That's golf pride. They're a way, 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 way bigger animal than I am. Um, but go check that out. It's it's a really, really cool thing they've done. Uh, and then another note before we get with Marshall, uh, if you are a buy sell trade junkie and love to go and mine sites for cool stuff, go to Golf Avenue, uh, Golf WRX side slash Golf Avenue for a three percent kicker on your first trade in. Uh, Really, really cool collaboration that we have with them. It's a cool site. If you were buy, sell, trade, want to piece together a set from 95 from when you're a senior in high school, that's the place you go. They have all that stuff. Um, they have new stuff and old stuff, but it's just a fun bargain bin of of golf nostalgia is kind of what I sell it as. And um, So make sure you go to golfwrx.com side slash golf avenue and check that out for a 3% kicker. And I think it's on your first purchase and or trade in, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, it's a good one. But those are those are the topics before we get into with Marshall. And I just really want to quickly describe my relationship with Marshall Thompson. So I'm I'm buddies with a lot of the tour guys, tour reps, uh, OEM. There's a bunch of you know I'd say probably 200, 150 people that I'm I'm close with. I, I have to work with these people all the time. Marshall Thompson is one of my favorite people in the business, and Fujikura has a lot of them. Uh, they have Eric Recker and Austin Tudor, Chad Embry, Marshall Thompson, uh, Pat McCoy. Uh, there's a bunch of guys over there. They're just, they're just great. But Marshall Thompson is unique. Marshall Thompson is a soft, gentle, beautiful, fiery, just good human being kind of guy. You want to raise your kids. Um, also very, very golf geeky and, and understands the stuff. Probably one of the top four or five fitters in the whole, whole country. Um, I would throw him and Frazier. Uh, I mean, those are the top two that I know, Brian, Brian LaRoche, cause he's such a close friend, but he's becoming one of the top fitters in the country. Um, but he's that caliber. He's that good. Um, and runs a really, really good fitting program out of Fujikura and Carlsbad. So, uh, let's get into it with Marshall. Always have fun talking to him. This is the gear dive brought to you by titles. Have a great week. And, uh, I think we got Nico and Elk on next week. So look forward to that. So it's a gear dive and, uh, have a good one. Okay, as promised, I have a, a, just a dear, a dear friend, a dear friend, Mr. Marshall Thompson from Fujikura. Marsh, welcome back to the show. What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me on. Uh, uh, you know what, man? Just the same old, same old. You know, it's, uh, we're, you know, I don't want to call it lockdown anymore, but life is still, you know, crawling along at a snail's pace and the golf, the golf business is still moving along. Everybody's got new stuff and new irons and new shafts and everything. So, you know, people still require information. So here we are, you and I talking about, uh, shafts and, and just golf nerdery. So, you know, that's what's going on. Um, you know, yeah, we were, in, we were in a tough spot for a little while, but you know, with, I think with golf courses coming back open and people, you know, playing golf and, you know, can socially distance. And, um, you know, I think the golf industry is doing extremely well because people are having more time to get out to the golf course and, and play golf. And I think it's doing wonders for our industry. It's doing fantastic. And, 
know, hopefully it's going to grow our, you know, sport for the, for the future. Yeah, I've heard of more companies having their biggest months ever during Corona because the online sales are just going through the roof. <laughs> like people are going nuts, right. um, which, yeah. you know, that's good for us. It's good for, for us to be able to pay the bills and keeps the industry going and, you know, that kind of fun stuff. Um, okay. Before we get into vent, the, the, the hot ticket item here, which is Ventus hybrid, which I think drops next week to retail. We're going to, we're going to delve into that. I want to talk about Ventus just as a whole. I had you on the show, Jesus, 18 months ago almost two years ago. And we originally talked about Ventus when it first came out. I remember being in your shop before Ventus even came out when I first met you face to face, uh, when I first started with WRX and to see that shaft take off the way that it's taken off has been special, you know, for you guys. So just talk to me a little bit about, you know, obviously the, the success that it's had, but just, you know, what, what do you think it is about Ventus that people are responding to as a non-Fujikura? Like, take yourself out of your job title for a second, just as a golfer. Like, what do you think is so special about that, just the makeup of that that line? You know, I mean, uh, we just really did our, all and our due diligence of getting some newer materials and testing them out, putting on Enzo, really diving deep into the data and getting a ton of testers to come through our building and, you know, get their hands on it. And, you know, just based on what we saw from the data, um, center face contact, you know, improving dramatically, dispersion tightening, ball speeds going up and these consumers were hitting it and going, man, that feels incredible. Wow. That's really one carried a long way. Or man, I really controlled their service. So the comments were endless. And so we knew we had something special and you never know how a shaft is going to react to, you know, the market. You, you, you don't know what brands or models are sometimes hotter than others. Um, but, we knew this one was going to be special just based on what we were seeing, seeing from the data uh, collection side and from the Enzo side. And then, you know, we take it out to tour. You know, every tour player has their hands on it, you know, at some point during the year. And I think that's what I get phone calls and text messages about, you know, from regular guys watching, watching the event saying, man, I see everybody a lot of big name players in Ventus and it's just touched a lot of hands, had a lot of success. The performance is there. I just can't say enough good things about this product and, and to be available in three different launch spin categories. It's been an absolute dream. Yeah. As a, as a part, like, you know, especially like a tour part, the thing that I, I think is very interesting is it seems to get itself in every conversation, whether I'm talking to you or if I'm talking to Adrian or if I'm talking to Jacob on the Callaway truck or if I'm talking to, you know, JJ, Ventus Black, especially out there, um, whenever guys, high-speed players looking, you know, to make a, a shaft switch, for some reason, Ventus Black is always in the conversation. Um, and to me, that's like that's always the biggest validation for the spot of the golf that I cover, which is the, you know, mostly the tour. Um, when you hear multiple reps from multiple OEMs, you know, I talked to this guy, I'm fitting him for a driver and I tried this first and Ventus black comes into that conversation, you know, five, six times out of 10. That's a lot of validation. I mean, that's, you know, if people want to know if it works, you know, that's what everybody wants to know. Like what's the best or whatever, like, they're sort of the needle, wouldn't you agree, Marshall? Like they're kind of like 
their recommendations are sort of the needle of like what works for the best players in the world. Uh, if, if uh, multiple guys are, you know, kicking that shaft into the conversation. Yeah. You know, the, the OEMs play, you know, a, a massive part in helping us get their guys in our product. You know, uh, the nice thing is, is one, because we, we know our products in and out, know how they compare to what they're currently playing and can give a good recommendation on, on, you know, where they should go and, and give them that information. But really, it's a massive part in getting our products in front of their players. And we saw this year that Ventus won the battle of most of those um, fittings that were happening on the range. And when the reps get excited about it and they see the success all these players are having it, it's going to be their go-to. And they, you see the same thing with fitters all over the planet. You fit with what you're familiar with or what you had success with. And it seems like a lot of these reps had a lot of success and continue to have success with the, uh, the Ventus parts. And it's, um, it's surpassed our expectations. Um, we knew it was going to be good. We didn't know it was good, how good it was going to be. And it just verified it. And we're so, so blessed to have such great relationships with these guys and they continue to support us and we continue to support them and their players. And, um, it was nice to see Ventus win most of the battles this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so for the folks at home, if you want to know, like, why, you know, especially out on tour, what makes a really, really good golf shaft? And then, Marshall, you can chime in here if, if this, any of this is inaccurate. This is just my opinion. But say, for example, you take three different profile heads, and you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. So say, for example, you take, which I would call the most stable head, which would be the Ping G410 LST, which is a, just an absolute brick wall. Um, then you take the longest driver out there, which in my opinion is Sim. And then you take the one in the middle, which is the Cobra speed zone. The cool thing about Ventus is Ventus accentuates everything that those drivers do well. So it makes the ping G410. I don't think it makes it longer, but it makes it more stable, like even more of a brick house. And with the, you know, the speed zone, it, to me that that shaft adds, a little bit of both to that driver, you know, it just makes it a little bit funner to swing. And with the SIM, it more than most of the shafts that I've tested, it opens itself up like a, like a wine to that, you know, what I call like the FU ball, that, that, that circus ball that you can catch with a SIM, right? That 14 launch, 1900 spin, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what swing speed you are. The ball is going to go 20 yards further than it should. Um, yeah, it just it's that kind of a part where like if I was going to take like a, a head from a few years ago, I always felt like the G four hundred LST was such a stable head that it could make a shitty shaft playable because it was so stable. Like the shaft could be a, a you know leather whip and it would make it stable because that head was so stable. Ventus can take a, a mediocre head and make it good because it's so stable. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, you know it's it's. Our, our goal is to, how do we maximize um, forgiveness with with a particular head? And what we found is, you know, how we laid the material up. We used something that was three times stronger than the stuff that's on the market that you usually see within a golf shaft, and um, putting that on the bias ply and minimize the twisting of the club head. And if I can get a player to hit more center of the face, um, they're going to hit it straighter with less movement. You know, they're face mapping at toe or heel side and bringing the gear effect of the driver, the bolts roll, and then you're going to see maybe a little bit more 
uh, movement either right, uh, right or left. Um, so it stabilized the, uh, you know, many of these club heads and allowed for better center face contact, um, less twist, uh, less droop because those tip sections were extremely stout and, and stiff and the launch and spin, you know, came along with it. Um, and, and the nice thing, you know, that we, we talk about a lot of times is, you know, you, with the blue and black, you, you have the same tip section in both of those parts. You just get a little bit more feel with the handle proof. So for the guys that don't load it extremely aggressive from the top, they, they fit into the blue. And then the, the black was for those guys that swung extremely hard and needed something uh, to where they didn't feel the head maybe lag. And, you know, both of those parts um, worked extremely well. And then the red, you know, for guys looking for maybe a little bit more launch with a little bit more spin, um, that part was available for them as well. So, and getting players proper launch and spin rates and descending angles and, um, you know, less movement from side to side, you know, uh, you're going to play better golf. And I think that's why this shaft uh, these profiles have found their way into a lot of tour guys bag and on the consumer level oh my gosh it's unbelievable how much success we're having with this thing with all of our um, uh, charter dealers all over the united states yeah so if you're going to take a, a player profile and you know like for example sergio just put ventus black in which is an you know interesting move yeah. but he's the, he's the prototype guy that you just said a hard loader on the way down he counterbalances everything so it's even crazier you know makes the whole shaft sort of right. kick in a different way but from what i can gather he liked it because on his little fairway finder he still got a little bit of height that didn't come out like a knee high bullet and he liked it when he teed it up and hit up on it the ball didn't spin and flew forever and you know that's that profile and then you take the blue which like Jordan Spieth, for example, is the perfect blue player because he's not a hard loader, but he's not a thrower from the top. He's kind of right neutral, dead center neutral, even though he's hitting the driver all over the place. But like his swing is sort of like the middle ground, the way he releases it. And then, you know, for the folks at home that want to know who red's for, if you watch a player like Bo Hostler who plays the red and the driver, but you look at a player and he's a little throwy from the top. You look at a player like David Toms who casts it out there a little bit and kind of holds on, has trouble getting the ball in the air. That's an ideal shaft for them because it just gives them a little bit more whip at the bottom and allows them to to hit it, you know, to get some launch and some spin so they can actually get to that 14, 19 number that we're talking about. Like that's how, you know, it's, it's sort of a cheat to get to those numbers. And, what I've also noticed, and um, as a question I want to, add, to pose to you, you can actually make Ventus Red a low, a low spin, low launch shaft if you fit it correctly, right? I mean, you can actually make that because of the profile of the shaft. You can tip it in a certain way to make it come out actually a little lower. Um, is that true? I've heard that rumor, but you can you can answer it. Yeah, you know, with with all the products, you do have a you know two to two and a half inch parallel section at the tip, um, and you can tip accordingly to hit some in between flexes or to go up in one flex. Usually, one inch equals ten cycles. Um, and yeah, you do have the ability to stiffen the profile up. And if you if you tip the red an inch an inch and a half, yeah, you're you're going to make the overall profile. Uh, much stouter and much stiffer. Plus, it's, the red has the same handle section as the black, so it's already extremely stout and stiff in the handle. And if you, you know, 
cut a cut an inch, inch and a half off the tip, you are going to stabilize that profile. Is it going to grow long and low spin as black? No, but you you will stiffen up that over uh, you know that profile, and you will decrease the launch, decrease spin depending on how much you tip. Right. Um, okay. So if you're going to take, because I want to get into Ventus Hybrid now, but really quickly for the folks at home, if you're going to take each for the for the driver shaft to the metal the you know what I'm talking about the normal Ventus. If you're going to take black, what past Fujikura shaft could you compare it to? Or can you? Yeah, you know, throwing like an Atmos black at it or a Mitori VC Tour Spec X, um, which were low launch, low spin parts, but the tip section in the new Ventus black is stiffer than those were. Okay. Um so this is the stiffest tip we've we've ever made in a product, and um, you know, and also they didn't utilize the pitch seventy ton on the bias sheet and getting that um, minimizing of twist. But in terms of like a launch and spin, I think Atmos Black and a uh, uh, Matori VC Tour Spec would you know be in that ballpark. Where where would Blue lie? You think? I mean, obviously, Atmos Blue. If you're going to I mean, take that out, because that's sort of a similar profile. But like, what other sort of exotic out there that Fujikura made would Blues compare to? Yeah, the the Speeder Evolution. I see um, Evo Evo Four. I see Atmos Blue. Um, I see like a, like a Pro, even the Pro series, Pro and Pro Two Point which are a little bit softer in the handle, yeah, but stiffer from mid to the tip. Now the Blue does incorporate that same tip section as the Ventus Black, so you're still getting that extreme stable tip section. However, the blue is a straight taper. We, we, I think the last time we did a straight taper was maybe in the Speeder Pro line, which was counterbalanced, but it was a straight, the blue is a straight taper design. It goes, you know, from handle to tip, and it tapers all the way down, and it, that gives you incredible feel. And then, and then you mix in the tip 70 on the bias sheet, minimizing twist, and the ultrasound tip section, and yeah, honestly, the event is kind of in a league of their own. Right. Um, you know, I could I could make some launch and spin comparisons to some other products, but yeah, as far as what we did from a material and design side, honestly, the event is something new that we branched out and we went all in on something different, and the results were incredible. And so I, I just have to I, I just think the event is so. Let's talk about the hybrid shafts now. So. You know, it's a long time coming. People have been sort of, you know, inquiring about whether or not it was ever possible to do to do this shaft. So, like, first question that I get a lot is why why did it take so long for a Ventus hybrid shaft to come out? Like, what do you guys as Fujikura need to do to make that shaft? Yeah, you know, so the the hybrid is based on a lot of the findings and the learnings that we we found out with um, the R and D side of, of the Ventus and. You know, it, it was one of those things where we, we launched the original blue Ventus wood shaft, and then a little while later, you ended up getting the black and then the red. So we, we kind of staggered the launches of, of those products and had a lot of success with them. And we, we are selling an unbelievable amount of Ventus wood shafts that um, our, our factories were running, and they still are running at that full capacity, trying to make enough for us to get to our sales guys that continue selling out of them every single month. Um, so I think I think the 
the success of the Ventus and the wood shafts and how much time that we devoted uh, to these. We really wanted to do the hybrids upright, and we were taking a lot of the same learnings that we found with the woods, but we wanted to do our due diligence in testing these products and uh, making sure that these were exactly what we wanted, the design we wanted, the you had the ability to build them up in a utility uh, as well as a hybrid. So we just wanted to make sure that everything was seamless and spot on and, and perfect um, because they have to echo the performance and success of the wood line. So when you take, uh, cause I hit the, I hit the Venice hybrid today. Um, the black 10 X, which is, you know, heavy and stout and, you know, it's in a four hybrid, so it's cut down and, you know, it's, it's the whole thing just reeks of, of stiff. But what I've noticed about it, which is why I like the Venice line so much. Um, and you know me, like in my job, we try a lot. I test a lot of stuff and, you know, I'm a big fan of a lot of different shafts, but, you know, hybrid shafts for me are always a tricky one. And it's not, Uh (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) it's not the same old thing where the hybrid's going left. For me, it's center contact. I just have trouble hitting hybrid solid out of the middle of the face because that's, unfortunately for a hybrid club, you have to hit it out of the middle of the face. It almost performs like a forged blade that well. There's, they're not very forgiving. Uh, I don't care what anybody says to you. They're just not, You, you lose, you lose a lot if you don't hit it out of the middle. And what I liked about it was it's really, really good off center strikes, obviously like everything is, but it's really good on thin shots. Um, mm-hmm. what I noticed, and I, I don't know if it's just because the, the face stays, the dynamic loft stays back a little bit longer. So it gives you a little bit better launch. Um, you could probably, you know, you tell me, I mean, what is it about that shot that's making those center shots fly almost like a center shot? Yeah. You know, and the big thing about Ventus is obviously we're, we're basing on the success of the woods, a lot of the pitch 70 and uh, multi-material bias core, minimizing twisting and center face content. That's what we're, we're all about with the Ventus line. But especially with the hybrids, what we want is turf interaction. How is that hybrid going to interact when we are in the rough or we do take a divot? Because usually these profiles, um, we do hit them, you know, sometimes out of uh, a bad lie or a good line. I just want that to uh, interact with the turf as best as it possibly can. Having an ultra stiff tip section will minimize some droop. So not only are you going to get the less twist and the center face contact with the hybrid, but you're also going to get less droop, which is going to help me um, with better contact. And yeah, it's just, you know, hitting center of the face minimizes a, a little bit of a gear effect. And it is, yeah, the miss hits are, you're going to find the miss hits having similar ball speeds to the ones that you hit. Well, maybe a fraction slower, but your dispersion is just, it's point and shoot with these things. And it's, I think, I think tour players, general consumers, everyone that, you know, love the wood line so much, they're going to have immediate success with these and the hybrids. Yeah, I mean, Trotty did a really good video. He's kind of a clever little introduction for Ventus Hybrid on his IG. I think it was yesterday. And, you know, he does a really good job of adding in the extra the extra little nuggets. You know, he calls them onions, but they're little nuggets, you know. And he, he was talking about dyna- yeah. about fixing, you know, what it does to dynamic loft. And it's something that the general consumer probably needs to understand a little bit more because it's, to me, it's mm-hmm. what makes a, a shitty shaft, you know, what makes a good shaft one and what, you know, the ones that don't um, mitigate that a lot makes those not so good. And um, there's a few shafts in the market right now that do that really well. Obviously Ventus probably does it better than everybody. 
which is, you know, you talk about in the golf swing, you talk about face control. Um, a lot of that has to do with your shaft. And if you can't control your dynamic loft, you might spend a thousand dollars on a golf club and it's not going to do what the price tag suggests it might because of a lack of understanding of how that ball, how that club head is going into the ball and at what angle. And that's what, that's sort of the secret sauce of Ventus. Don't you think is it's, 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 it's holding that moment. It's giving you an extra second basically of that club staying back. So when it hits the, you know, when it gets to the ball, the, the dynamic loft is the face is still basically pointed down towards the ground. Is that right. accurate? Right. Yeah. And then, you know, imagine that then going into the ground you know, with a hybrid or utility iron, you need stability, which you're getting from the club, not twisting and also not drooping. And that's why, you know, it just keeps that face square for as long as, as long as it possibly can. Uh, minimizes some of that dynamic loss and um it's yeah it's a it's a very straight not only driving shaft of the golf ball but just a straight hitting shaft in general for whatever club you're going to use it for uh, and yeah and, and having the ability to use it in the utility as well too so it's it's a it's a, and you're learning it's, it's a unicorn unicorn shaft we're going to have those two options. We're going to have a blue and we're going to have a TX in the black. So, you know, for the, for the guys that, um, loaded aggressively, they will have that black, uh, TX models in 90 and a hundred grams that, um, will just be a little bit more stable, launch it, uh, and spin it just a fraction lower. Uh, and then the blue, which will, you know, give them a little bit more feel. Um, I've also found in a lot of testing that these don't like to go left. Right. And, and that's, <laughs> That's been something that's kind of plagued hybrids for a long time and, and users of hybrids is a lot of complaints where there's that they go left and, you know, they get afraid of that left shot. And then I think that's why you're seeing kind of a resurgence in utility irons. Um, but there's some really good hybrids that have come on the market that uh, don't like to go left. And then you mix in a shaft that doesn't like to do it as well. I think it's, I think it's going to be a nice piece. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of that too, for the, for the folks at home that, you know, what we're starting to get into now, which is, you know, everybody kind of follows the tour and they talk about face angles a lot. You know, the, the tour addresses face angle a lot. You know, most of the time, better players, they get a nine degree driver. They want to open it up to eight, five. Right. And what I'm starting to see, especially with Ventus, and this is where a good fitter comes into play. Um, playing with adding loft and it's not adding loft, like lofting up, like you used to do with slider, but it's playing with face angles with these things. Also, can sort of open it up a little bit more. It's almost like jailbreaking, uh, you know, jailbreaking a phone in a weird way. I had an experience with, with a with a driver. I'm not going to say what head it was, but um, I set it at my normal setting with a Ventus Black, and you know it was flying. But the thing that I found it was it was harsh. You know, the whole thing about it was harsh. You know, if I didn't hit out of the nuts, it was like this is harsh. And what I did was I just you know closed the face down a little bit based on the adapter and added a little bit of loft, but it wasn't so much to add loft. It was just to change the facing a little bit. All of a sudden that shaft, because of the way it kicks, everything started to kind of just gel and the mishits got better. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that the shaft is stable and with more loft and more face, you actually have a little bit more forgiveness. The face stays out there a little bit longer than it did if you were, if the face is wide open. Right, you're not hitting it with a glancing blow. You're you're sort of giving yourself even another half a second 
that the Ventus is already giving you a second. This is giving another half a second to, to catch it. And so for the folks at home, you know, if you're getting fit, play around with face angles. Don't be afraid to have a driver that looks what you would call shut. Just try it because especially with Ventus, there's some tricks to making these things really, really go. Um, it's not as, it's not as simple as, you know, just, uh, and Marshall, you can probably answer this for me, but it's not as simple as just taking the driver and, you know, taking off loft to get ball speed. Like the ball speed can be found in a million different ways. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, there's, there's tricks to get ball speed up sometimes of decreasing the loft or putting weight kind of right behind the head, um, that we're making the weight, uh, of the head a little bit heavier, but you know, I think one of the most important things, especially for a hybrid or utility, is um, when you're going into the fitter, is find out what, what is this club used for? Is it off the tee or is it off the deck? Maybe it's both. Is it something that you're going to need to hit into a par five or a long par three to where you're going to need to have it come in a little bit steeper and hold the green? Or is it something that you need to a club in the closet for when a really tight course or windy day, you can bring it out and you can just fire some stingers up the middle. Um, but really find out what this utility and hybrid club is for, what your distance that you want to hit. Uh, and then your fitter should be able to, you know, fit you in the correct Ventus hybrid shaft and get you the proper launch, proper spin, um, proper shot shape, center face, start direction, all that. You know, they, most of these guys are incredible, uh, fitters, um, and, and they can, they can lead you in the right direction. But yeah, don't be afraid to mess around with some different, uh, face angles, some different lies. Um, you know, sometimes these, not all shafts are created equally, right? And then some, like these Ventus parts may, you might find it filtering just a little bit more right, which would mean that you could shut the face just a fraction more to get your start direction um, and, and your spin and your loft wherever you need uh, in the right direction. And that's where shaft technology, you know, companies like Fujikura, this is where you guys are really shining is you're, you're making the head more versatile. So for the fitters, they have more options. So every single time you guys come out, like, for example, Ventus Hybrid, you guys come out with a part that allows him to have more tools in his belt, right? So he can play with face angle. He can play with, like you said, lie is very important, especially with a hybrid because it's going to interact with the turf. Um you know, having something as stable as Velocore and having something that is, is consistent as Ventus allows the fitters to do all that kind of stuff. Because before, you know, unless the shaft is a complete unicorn, you're sort of limited there, right? It's like it's either going to go up in the air and fly your distance or it's not. You're either a hybrid guy or you're not. Now it's like everybody could be a hybrid person, you know, if you get Right. If and, you, you're, and you're seeing more players starting to, you know, give them a chance. Put them in. You know, I, I actually, in my bag, I use a, a hybrid and I use iron because at the course I play I have it for two different shots now they go the same number um, but my hybrid I can bring that thing in from outer space and it's stopping no problem on a green that driving iron yeah it, it's still carrying 240 but it's on a string and there's a couple holes that, that I in long part fives that I need to use it on so right. there's you know to me it's I, I use both I use utility um, and, and I use a hybrid and um, you know, they both go the same distance, but a completely different shot. So out on tour, I think the shaft's been out on tour now, we'll call it a couple of weeks. I think it, I think it started at the play. I think, uh, I know Taylor made got it in the truck, I think last week. Um, any word on, you know, a lot, is there a lot of guys trying it out? Is there a lot of guys sticking it in utilities and hybrids? Like what's, what's the, what's the word on the street uh, from the trucks? 
Yeah, so so usually when a new product is launched, Pat is awesome, and he gets it to all the OEMs to uh, have demos built, and uh, they're available for for players when they when they want to test it. You know, I, I think they're we're in kind of a different stage than we used to, especially with things you know and how they're you know operated on tour. You know, we don't have the luxury of um, standing on the range. It, it's a, play, a, a representative needs to be invited by by a player. Um, so we are, you know, limited with a, a little regard into how many new products can, can get into players' hands, but they are there. They are available for the player whenever he wants to try it. We've had, uh, definitely a few bites on it. Uh, um, uh, and something will, it'll, it'll, something will go in soon. I'm sure we're also in the midst of the playoffs right now. So they're not really testing or trying new products. We've actually set up a lot of appointments um, in, in the fall, uh, I believe at Napa, to kind of get in some players' bags. And we've already built some out, sent them to their homes. They're trying it. They're testing it. And, you know, we'll, we'll have some good reports, you know, once the team series gets. But right now, I think we just got to get through the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're having a lot of bites. And, you know, Atmos was the number one hybrid shaft on tour, which probably a lot of people don't know. I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I thought I thought graphite design. Yeah, I thought the pop. I thought the popsicle was the number one. <laughs> yeah, no, at most, um, you know, maybe not every single week, but I would say for a majority of weeks, uh, Fujikura and uh, Inuyasha are able to win the number one hybrids on on tour. And um, I think with the success that we've had with Ventus and the Woods, I mean, guys are probably chomping at the bit to try it, and neither a hybrid or utility. And I think it's something that you're going to see explode onto the scenes. Give it a few weeks, let the playoffs um, and the FedEx Cup, uh, you know, finish out, and then uh, fall season. I and mean, we got the new new uh, clubs coming out too here uh, in the new future from you know a lot of these OEMs, and they're going to get built up, and guys are going to be wanting to try that Ventus part. So it's just something you know. Anytime we launch a new product on tour, it takes a little bit of time for for it to really get going. But I think with the success that we already had with the Woods, there's no doubt in my mind that this hybrid's going to be. Uh, number one here real soon. So in your professional opinion, Marshall Thompson, the guy, guys on tour, what are they going to experience? Like just, just as in general, like they're going to go out and see what improvements. Yeah. You know, uh, I just think it's consistency and a hybrid to me is a club that needs to go the you know, around the same distance every single time. Cause that to me, it's like another iron in your bag, right? Right. We all know exactly how far a five iron for us goes, right? This is our exact number. Well, you know what? My hybrids are that, are that club as well. They need to travel a certain number and no further. It's not a distance club for me. Um, so I think that's what you're going to see in terms of players using this product. You're going to see consistency, um, not only in, Ball speeds, uh, club speeds, but distance. And to me, that is, you know, one of the most important things of a utility or a hybrid club in the bag. Here's my number. That's how far it's going to go. That's how far it wants to go. Um, and I think that you're going to see a lot of players gain that, you know, and they're already going to get what they got with the wood shaft, you know, that, that less droop, less twist. Better ball speeds, better center face contact, good start angles. They're already, that's already mixed in there. They're already going to get that in the hybrid, but I think consistency from, uh, from a distance point of view, uh, and control is what you're going to get with that hybrid. 
Yeah, and even and at that level, a lot of it's descent angle, right? It's not necessarily ball speeds and stuff like that. It's it's a spin window and descent angle for that particular club. You know, if it's if it's say for example, if we're going to use Tommy Fleetwood as an example, you know, he's looking to hit a twenty two degree hybrid carry at two thirty eight at like you know, I'm just making up a number, but like forty degrees or thirty five degree descent angle, whatever the descent angle would be, whatever the arbitrary number is. But like that's more important to him than than anything else. Like, how is this thing landing? Um, and 100%. That thing needs to be coming down, landing on a pillow, so I'm going to be able to hold some. You know, these greens are going to get, they've been a little bit soft in the last couple of tournaments, at least from what I've seen. You know, there's going to be times where they're going to be rock hard, extremely firm. You need to bring it in from outer space to stop at, you know, on the green and give yourself a good shot at, you know, making an eagle or, or birdie. Um, and these courses are getting... Uh, some of them are getting longer too, so I think you know utility and and hybrids are very important clubs, and you're starting to see a lot of guys use a mix, use both, um, or use one or the other. I mean, you're, you, they're definitely present; they're there, um, and they want they they know their number that they want to hit, and they want to hit it, like you said with the proper descending angle and do exactly kind of kind of that consistency that they'd expect out of an iron, right? Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's so interesting. That's what you're gonna get. It's so interesting how these guys are. Like, for example, like everybody wants the first bounce off a driver to kick way forward, right? So they want a flat descent right. angle and they want it to hit the ground and kick forward fifty yards. And right. once you start working back, everything starts to resemble a wedge. So like, you know, with a hybrid, they want it to land, they want it to they don't want it to skip when it hits the green, they want it to hop. So it's land the green, mm-hmm. kick, you know, pop up in the air and stop. Like that's, that's the ideal shot. So, you know, in the players that I've seen testing hybrids, when they're looking at track, man, if that thing's hitting the ground, if it's flying the same number, the exact same number they want it to, but it's kicking forward, if it's skipping, it's not the right club. They're like, no, it's, it's going to, you know, on a, on a U.S. open par three, this thing's going to hit the middle of the green, kick to the back. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have some gnarly chip. I don't want it. And right, um, and I, right. that, that people don't think about it that way though. It's like no, it went the distance. No, no, it didn't. It actually went twenty yards further than I needed to. Um, yeah, you know, to to me, a driver is a distance club. And then once you get past the driver, you know, for some people, a driver and a three wood might be a distance club. But how I work it out is my driver is my distance club. My three wood goes a number, and then everything's a number from that. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just. Um, yeah, I think that's what you're going to see, and I think I think it's that's a good reason for you know people to go get fit for you know not only just the driver but all their clubs and find out you know what what are those gaps maybe I need to fill and you know figure out if you need to put a hybrid or utility iron in there and, and let your fitter do it and put the Vetch's hybrid in and don't have the same. I have a question for you as a fitter because I have a philosophy, and it's the last question I'm going to ask you. And this is just as a general fitter. Is it more important to land on a ball first and work your bag around the ball you're going to play, or vice versa? That's a good. That's a good question. Um, me personally, I, I don't pick the ball first. Okay, it's just to me because I don't use. I don't always use the same golf ball. You know, I I'll use some from a bunch of the different OEMs. Honestly, I'm using anything I get for free. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, I don't always use the same golf ball. Now, I do have certain golf balls that I can like. I like a softer uh, golf ball um, that I can feel when I'm chipping and putting. To me, that's the most important part um, is that, you know, acquired 
spin on a wet shot and the right feel coming off the putter face. To me, that's when a, a ball comes into uh, um, most into play, at least for my game, right? Sure. Um, yeah, yeah you, you know, I fit. I mean, if we're, if we're going to start with the irons, yeah, you're, you're starting with length of a club, um, shafts, uh, lofts, and then you're trying some different, um, uh, you know, irons to see maybe what you get further or, or, um, or a certain number, but then lie angles. I mean, lie angles are the most important part, uh, you know, of the, of the iron fitting. And then, you know, then working in at the driver, uh, the shaft and the head and bearing that combination together. So, yeah, no, I don't fit around the ball. Um, uh, you know, some people do, and that's there's no there's honestly either either I don't think either way can go wrong. It's just to me a golf ball just needs to be what I prefer chipping and putting. Right, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. And I get different answers every single time. I'm a you know believer that if you if you are going to play like I've been playing a Titleist ball for twenty something years, so obviously I have that ball, so I need to build my bag around that ball. Right. And I've tried everything and I, there's a lot of stuff out there. I'm crazy curious about like the TP five X to me is just crazy good. Um, but it doesn't spin as much around the grains as the pro V one, but you know, it, they all have things about them that are interesting, but I get that question a lot about, you know, I'm, I'm losing spin here and I'm losing spin there and I don't do this. And I'm just like, well, you know, maybe focus on the ball and from a hundred yards in first, get that cooked, make sure that that is set and then start working back from there. Because I feel like that's your best chance to play better. Maybe not hit it further, but uh-huh. it's your best chance to play better. Um, uh-huh. And then you yeah, can, I don't, you I don't can, see any fault in it. I think that's a, it's, it's not a bad idea. Honestly, a golf ball is extremely important. Um, you know, it's just maybe, I don't know, maybe I, <laughs> I've just been used like you, like you, I've been used the same golf ball for so long that it's just, you know, um, that that part doesn't change, and then I'm you know always tinkering with you know new irons or new shafts or um, you know something else. But maybe maybe as you start changing that equipment, your ball needs to change with you too, because that CG location may have changed, or um, uh, those iron shafts maybe you know create too little or too uh, much spin. So may, yeah, you know I think the, the ball needs to grow with you um, as as you get new equipment. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's you know it's 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 interesting. You and I are in jobs where we kind of have to try everything, so uh, mm-hmm. it makes mm-hmm. it difficult to just have like a consistent bag and ball. And you know, it's, you, there's always something flip flopping out of there, and you know, it's really hard to get set. Um, the, last question, I swear to God, is is does Ventus technology lend itself for irons? That's a that's a good question. You know, I uh, we we focused a lot on the on the woods and, and the hybrids. And, um, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that the technology that we use in both of those is going to be something that we use on products going forward, um, until we develop something any better, you know, any better. Right. But, but right now, but right now with the materials and the design and, and the performance that, not only tour pros, but general consumers are getting out of this product too. I think we'd be crazy not to uh, use some of those same design methods and, and ideas for future products going forward. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's the beauty of our industry is we're always trying to improve and we're always trying to get better at, at, at what we are and what we design. And yeah, you know, what was great for Speeder and Matori Speeder a long ago um you know, we found something better, you know, and, and with that is Ventus and uh, the multi-material bias construction and then how that, you know, 
manipulates or causes less twisting in the face. I mean, we're going to continue to use that for products, I think, going forward until we find something even better or we develop something even better. And I think we're crazy not to continue to use those um, uh, same design and, and um, you know, for some future products. Now, materials might change. Um, uh, newer, lighter, stronger things may come available to where we can incorporate that into the into design. Um, but yeah, as of right now, you know, I, I don't see, uh, I don't see Aventus iron on the, on the table, but you never know. I mean, I don't think I'd have to talk to, uh, to R and D and, and see what they got in the mix, but you know, you never know. <laughs> I, I would, I would say, I would say, why not? I mean, gosh, look at, uh, look at how successful the chef has been. And I have to keep reminding myself that this product has only been in the marketplace for a short period of time. Right. Um, you know, with Atmos, Atmos, it, it took a took a year or two with all of those um, lines to really get up and going. And that product has been around for five years. I mean, Ventus is still in its infancy. It's only, gosh, a, a year, a year and a half old. Right. So this, this product is still so new and so fresh, and has already touched so many hands and had so much success at such an early early stage that um, I just. I can't be more excited uh, from from our performance, how our sales guys are selling it to our engineers, to everybody, to the whole team. I mean, I credit the whole team here at Fuji, and we hit a home run, and we're going to continue to keep hitting home runs. This is this is in our blood, and this is what we love doing. Well, there you go. I got no argument there. Marsh, always a good uh, conversation with you, my friend. I always love talking to you, our little personal chats, and then these are professional chats. They're always uh, They're always fun for me, my friend. No doubt, buddy. And thanks for having me on, as always. And uh, I heard little birdie told me you're coming. Uh, you're coming. I think to Carlsbad soon. So uh, um, definitely got to get together. We'll go play the shadow. No doubt. No doubt. You can, you can take some of my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that won't happen. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. No doubt. Thanks, bud. Thanks.